You're listening to Brett on the skateboarding show. Your mother won't like it. Yeah, I'm James Harris, and I made the video called Little Paradise. Brilliant, brilliant. And it's not the only one you've made, is it? It's not the only bit of skate photography, skate photography uh, you've done. Or... No, I've made, made, yeah, made a few, made a few videos. Uh, and and have you contributed to a few other things as well? Oh uh, yeah. Um, so I'd say the majority of my footage that I've filmed that's not my own independent stuff has gone through. Uh, Shiner, so like any kind of Shiner distribution brands, I've helped a lot, a lot with footage for that, and then I've done some stuff for Wes Rock Solid, Solid and Big Pushes, when Solid used to do the Big Push, that kind of thing. Cool. Cool. And whereabouts are you based, roughly, James? Uh, Bristol. 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 And how old are you? I'm 26, 27 this year. 27 this year, this being the year of the 2017 yep. I Domino. And, um, so, okay, so how long have you been skateboarding? Uh, I think it's either since I was 11 or 12. I can't exactly remember, but around that sort of time. So we're getting on for 15, 16 years, so. Yeah, yeah, I guess so, yeah. So sort of just post-millennium. Right, okay. So, would you consider yourself, I mean, so if you were sort of 11 or 12, were you old enough then to be, I mean, what was your understanding of things like the internet and of the accessibility of media at that time? Uh, well, at that sort of time, um, it was, one four one one used to put individual clips out online and used to get some stuff from that. I think it was like early... Quail tap edits, so it might be really, really small, really low quality edits online. But I think most of my skate media came from either picking up Sidewalk or hearing through friends what videos were really good. So the first video I bought was One Step Beyond. Right. And then from that, um, yeah, the Adio kind of videos. Followed, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then from that, just essentially just with my friends trying to find our own kind of preferences to do with what styles of skateboarding were liked and then dig it basically because you didn't have and like nothing was as accessible as it is now we didn't have stuff no given to us on a plate you know you have to actively find content i certainly remember in the late 90s working in a sort of skate shop and we would you know i would I'd have a rough idea that it should be this weekend or next weekend that the new 411 video magazine should be in the store. So I'd go into work hyped on a Saturday morning. And yeah, if, if it was in, then the first hour, nothing was going to get done because we were just sitting down exactly, yeah. putting that on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I can certainly remember also without wanting to reminisce too much and make this about me because it's not, it's about you. But, you know, I certainly remember way before that in the early 90s, you know, these sacred, yeah, almost sacred mythical videos that would have to be passed round, worn out copies of, like, Plan B videos. Um, yeah. That were just, you know, just from this far away land where it was always sunny and where everybody could do this amazing skateboarding. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant stuff, really, in a way. Yeah, I mean, for your kind of Plan B video, mine was... And obviously one step beyond was my first one, but I think everyone would say this, but the old blueprint videos when right. 
you hear about that and you get lost in signs and that would be like, wow, look at this. You don't necessarily have to look at terrain that's in amazing, gorgeous sunshine and perfect form. Like lost and found, the way that's put together is meant to show you that you can make the most of what you've got. Yes. Yes, and so what? So I mean, if you know, so lost and found. What sort of age were you then when you were watching that? Can you uh, remember? I think uh, fourteen, fifteen, maybe. Okay. Something like that. At what point did you start picking up a camera and start experimenting, or or or, or consciously choosing to film? Uh, probably the time where I um, broke my arm in three places, broke my elbow. I think when I was about. 16, and then from that I was not, yeah, definitely not skating as much as I was, because obviously I was young, proper skate rat, and then I was in a position where I was not ready to, you know, fuck myself up even more, so I picked up a camera and just kind of chilled out a lot, and then from that it was, oh, James has got the camera, you know, James is going to film it, kind of thing. And, and I take it things like uh, Lost and Found, well, I don't know, I, I guess I should just ask, you know, was was that a big influence on the style in which you filmed? Because, I mean, I, you know, I think there's a lot of things that, that, that people kind of forget that that it's not just a case of clicking record and pointing it at skateboarding, you know. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing after a while you picked up an aesthetic for the angles that you wanted and the and the stylized way you wanted it, and, and would something like Lost and Found been a big influence on that? Or yeah, I'd say so. I mean, one step beyond in my first video was very slick in the way that it was produced, um, and then Lost and Found is quite raw and typically British, but the production value in it is incredibly high. And then I think after that, um, what other videos? Alan Glass's video, the landscape video, Horizons, that was another pretty big influence Right. when I got that. Um, I, th I think the, the trouble with the videos that I've made is that I think only recently have I figured out a style that I actually like to work to. I think if you look back at a lot of edits and other videos that I've done, I've had like, phases where I've been completely beside with the way that a certain video looks or a certain style. And I've kind of tried to emulate that and figure out ways that I can put my stamp whilst getting inspiration from something else. So, you know, I've been massively influenced by videos like Alien Workshop videos, uh, all the static videos, and then also a lot of girl and chocolate videos. So, it, it like it previously to Little Paradise, it's been quite a mishmash, and like one edit might not necessarily look or feel the same as another. So I've not had a constant, to my knowledge, anyway. I don't know whether people have looked at edits and be like, "Oh, that's James's work," or. But I, I think now people could probably see Little Paradise and and think, "Oh, that's he's actually sat down and fully thought about how to present the skateboarding." I mean, if if it's if it's a trade secret and you don't want to give it away, then, then you absolutely don't have to. But is there some things that you could describe to us that would that, that describe what you're just talking about? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd say that with the camera work, I tried to be quite uh, loose, but 
not make it overly shaky so that the, the viewer doesn't feel seasick, so that you, you get a sense that you're almost in the moment with the skateboarding, and it's not too overproduced in that it doesn't become, so that it becomes, you know, relatable. Right. And with the editing, I try and keep it quite simple now, because I think can, people can get caught up in technology, in cameras and equipment that we've got these days, and take it a little bit too far to a point where it doesn't look like the videos that you were brought up on. And we always try and take elements of inspiration from things that we, you know, loved, but I, I don't see that... I don't know. I mean, you, you've got videos like, I don't know, just for example, you've got, I watched the Welcome video recently, that's so raw. And then as a complete contrast, you've got New Balance content, like entirely different, and they both have their own place. I both love the aesthetic of this, but I think what I was trying to do was, was dip in too many different areas and not focus on one. Right, right. So, if so, is that what is that how you describe Little Paradise? Have you sort of hit that medium that you're looking for? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the, from a completely selfish point of view, um, I love the way that VX footage looks. But when I was growing up with VX, um, I used to film with VX, and I'd always fuck the footage up, and um, it would never look entirely how I liked it, and. I'd, didn't fully understand aspect ratios and format and when HD cameras started to kind of become more affordable and accessible and you could get setups that would lend themselves to skate filmmaking, I went with that because I like the 16 by 9 frame size, but I wanted a feel, like a rawness of the VX, so I, I, with Little Paradise I've been able to get the clarity of an HD footage, but I think I've got balance right in making it feel quite raw. Right. Nice. 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 I mean, moving moving slightly from the technical elements of how it looks, yeah. and, and, and sorry to change the subject slightly, it's just while I remember it, I'll forget, and then, <laughs> then, it won't, then I'll yeah. never ask. Um, there's something that's been playing on my mind uh, about the idea, about the, 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 the sort of... That the skate videos are, are great and I love them and I, and I love being inspired by other people uh, on skateboards and seeing what they're doing. I'm aware that it's not always an accurate representation. So, for example, I don't know whether that trick that I've just seen been landed was the result of three different separate visits to that spot and two hours each time of some dude killing himself until he landed it or whether they rocked up he got out of the car busted it and they got back in the car and went sweet job done and rolled off do you know what i mean so like i mean i'm almost wondering about such things as the concept of put a little number in the corner of the screen and that's how many attempts it took him to land that trick him or her you know like uh, at what point at what point do you start introducing other elements to to bring in more description of the skateboarding that you're seeing? So you mean visually or audio or? Well, in, other, in, in any other way. I mean, just as I say, like, you know, 
watching a video versus my favorite thing to do is to watch the live feeds of competitions because actually mm-hmm. I, I don't necessarily want to see the edited bits where the the particular chosen guys have landed one or two tricks i want to see how they're linking all those tricks together i want to see like in the van's combi bowl i want to see cabs pump around a corner because to me that's almost just as stylish as in pulling a three foot high caballero out of a 12 foot high concrete vert ramp do you know what i mean so in the edit you're only going to get that cool trick and you're not going to see him pumping around to get the speed to get to that trick both of which to me are important are and are skateboarding that's only my opinion i think i think that mixed also with this idea of like i said at the beginning somebody landing a trick i don't know whether they've been there 24 times to try and land that trick or whether they just rocked up and landed it first go and rolled off um i guess it, de- it, it depends on your kind of output and how you want to market a video if you look at so i mean as soon as you were saying that the first thing that came into my head was the america video so if you look at that the videos they present are these absolutely insane productions but then you've got the b-sides as well which shows you the processes in which the, the filmers and the skateboarders went through to get those tricks right. um but obviously that it, it it takes up so much time to produce all of that content and Sometimes, it, I mean, it, it just depends on the, the, video, the video you're trying to make, but if, let's say, for example, you're trying to make a video that's uh, more focused just on the tricks, but you want to show that element of kind of the, the processes and behind the scenes and the, the things that go on almost behind the camera, I think that the polar videos and like Pontus Al's videos get a really nice feel of the, the surroundings and the environment and the, the playfulness of skate videos and the ways which people interact with each other naturally anyway not just showing you you that like two or three seconds of a trick right but yeah that sort of atmospheric additional stuff absolutely yeah 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 i mean i don't you know i i don't have any idea of any sort of solution that i'm trying to present i'm just sort of i'm just telling you sort of some of my thoughts and, and especially as a videographer i'm interested in in your reaction to those thoughts and and your thoughts on those thoughts about about those sort of ideas and and you, and I totally acknowledge, you know, like it would be hella boring to sit through three hours of some dude repeatedly slamming and then eventually makes a trick, you know. I totally get that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just. I guess. I as I say, I'm just sort of geeking out on the idea of. Uh, skate videos you know I've, uh, like I've had 25 years of, of taking in skate media uh, and what does that mean yeah. yeah and sort of you know w- what's my opinion of it and yeah and I I mean in terms of Little Paradise the, the way that, that was put together was like I said earlier we wanted to make a video that was nice and short and something that you could just watch either before you go skateboarding or after you go skateboarding and, and something that isn't going to take up too much of your time and it, you know it's it's just over 25 minutes and i think that's a perfect length for you to get for you to feel like you've got something with enough meat on the bone so with a little paradise our approach was to to put it together in more of like a traditional skateboard video sense so you've got the individual sections you've got the tricks but there are also parts in the video where i've tried to 
get the atmosphere of the places that we've been in the sessions and the the playful times that we that are kind of off camera, just the side of camera that you might not not necessarily see, like the you know us just like pissing about or whatever. Yeah, try and include elements of that throughout the film, but the main focus is still the, the tricks, I'd say. Yeah, and that's and that's nice. And as I say, I I don't I don't know if there even is a solution that I'm looking for. I'm just because because I also I also totally, um, you know, I like the sound of what you're saying there because because you're right. Ultimately, skateboarding media is about showing this incredible art form that is skateboarding and what goes on. But and we also know that quite often there's this whole bunch of other stuff that goes down at a session, all sorts of camaraderie and and. And, and yeah, just sort of guys having a great time and, and guys and girls having a great time and what that means and, and what that means to us as skateboarders. And yeah, yep. it is it is sometimes nice to see in a skate video, oh, this isn't, you know, this, this is an expression of the good times they're having and it's not just the product of somebody like relentlessly kicking out media without without giving it any heart or soul behind it, you know? Um, yep. Cause, uh, yeah. Also, course, I mean, we've got bear in mind that we as human beings have got a very short attention span and <laughs> even more with skateboarders we want stuff just immediately straight away i mean if you think if you, if you think of um the full-length video compared to a few instagram clips think of the amount of time that you can rewatch an, an instagram clip and it might be one trick trick that comes into my mind and as simple as it is it's incredible and that's a trick of james bush doing a front shove down some stairs in a comp I think I've watched that clip so many more times than I've watched Fully Flared, for example. Right. Just that one trick. And it's it's just the way that he does it, and it's so instant, and it's just that one trick. And it, I think it, you've got so, so many different mediums and platforms, and it's quite difficult to figure out what's best for each, but some people have absolutely nailed it. You're listening to The Skateboarding Show, you dumb spreads! This is Nick Pally. I'm the owner of Skate Pharmacy. We're based in Margate, Kent. You can check us out at skatepharmacy.co.uk. We're open Monday to Saturday. Yeah, come down, say hello, get a coffee, buy some skateboard stuff. You should always support skate-owned shops, because one day you might need a job. How's that? <laughs> I'm Ben Nordberg. Hi, this is Ben Groves. Hi, I'm Ben Ravers. Hi, this is Ben Powell from Sidewalk Magazine, and you're listening to the Skateboarding Show in a bit. I mean, coming, coming to directly Little Paradise, uh, yeah, and we've talked about, you know, the style in which you want to do it. Uh, I'm obviously very interested. I'm looking down this lineup of people, um, and I'm very lucky to to know nearly all of them actually all of them or, or at least know of them and have interacted with them and i'm aware yeah. firsthand that that uh maned slazer snadden is without a doubt i think still one of the most underrated skateboarders in the uk ryan price is slowly proving himself to be a force to be reckoned with nicky yeah. Howes has got tech skills that just would embarrass most people uh and 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 Coleman and Jess Young are just sort of these quiet sleepers that you don't really see much about or, or often hear a lot about until you do see something and are reminded of just how talented they are on a skateboard. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and of course, 
I, I guess it's really obvious to say, but I want to bring up the idea that one of the common themes would appear to be Bristol. You know, they, they, so far, I mean, I know Manor doesn't live in Bristol, but he's not too far away. And I know all the others have a very strong connection with Bristol at the moment. I guess that's a sort of obvious route, but what's less obvious is they are slightly they all they all slightly different from each other in terms of their styles of skateboarding. Yes, yeah, I mean that's one thing that not only are we all extremely close and really good friends, and we've built these friendships over, I mean, some of us nearly a decade. In is that everyone has got their own niche, and I mean we're all lucky enough to be really close friends and all. I've got, you know, they're all incredible skateboarders, and I'm just trying to present them as best I can. Um, but I mean, Bristol was uh, obviously, a, a, obviously a place where a lot of us live. Ryan lives here now. Manhead did live here for a bit. He just moved to London. Um, Jess obviously is just over the bridge in, in Wales, and then so you've got Snads, Nicky, Ryan, Andy. Um, Sometimes I'll be flicking through Facebook and think, "Oh yeah, I want to watch that later." I'll uh, and and I I've only just recently learned about the save video function, which is, is obviously helps a lot. But you know, there, used, there used to be a lot of keep. Well, I'll keep scrolling, keep seeing what else is going on, and then you know, like a day later, oh yeah, I wanted to watch that clip. Now where is it? And yeah, gone. I can't find it for love nor money. I can't quite remember what it was called, and I can't quite remember whose wall I saw it on or whose feed it came from. So yeah, it can be. Exactly. It can be very easy. There's lots of it out there, but it can also be very easy to lose it all. Um, so you, you talked about, you know, as you were just saying then, even if no one else bought it, as you say, you've turned it into an actual physical DVD that you can, you know, I'm holding a copy in my hand right now. Um, how, how does it, on a practical level, do I take it you had to fund creating 
a physical load of DVDs and create the. Uh, did you do the like the design and the artwork for the cover and all that sort of stuff? So, uh, in terms of funding it, luckily, only if you look on the back, the third foot DC and Venture all are extremely kind to support the project, given that some of their riders are in the video. Um, so, without being like, too much of a plug, I can't thank those sponsors enough because without them, basically would have had to try and pull pennies together to make a physical project because although it is um, producing a DVD is relatively cheap, you've got other costs involved like petrol, food, flights, trains, buses, all that, you know, you've got so much to take into account. Um, but in terms of the, the actual physical DVD, uh, I think I took all the photography bar one photograph, which was Jason Lua, took the photograph of Mickey, and then between uh, myself and my wife, we did the layout design, and then uh, got it all printed, not too far from home in uh, Lemma Media, which is in Western Superman, so it was all pretty like focused in the southwest, basically the production of it. Nice, nice. Cool, yeah, I'm just, I'm just looking at these photos now. I'm looking at your list of, of thanks, including Kenny Selway. Yes. Yeah. represent, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Kenny, Kenny, Kenny and Jimmy helped a lot. So Kenny and Jimmy live with, with Ryan Price. And without them, I think that I mean, their knowledge of music is just absolutely incredible. So I've got them to thank a hell of a lot for helping me make the right music choices because it's one of the hardest parts. Yeah, I can well imagine. Yeah. Yeah, I can well, well imagine. I mean, do, do, uh, did, did the writers themselves have any influence on things like the music or? Yeah. So, so first thing I said to them when I figured that it was going to be a DVD and we all have individual sections of parts is that they need to choose music that they feel represents them best and that they really, really love. Some people came with, you know, two handfuls of music. Other people had one song and they stuck with that song regardless of any other track they heard, they were like, yeah, this is the track for me. This right. is what I want. So, but all in all, it's quite, quite an easy process. Right, okay. And when was the official release date? So, uh, it was premiered at the Cube uh, towards the end of November 2016, and it was released on DVD the week before Christmas. So... Um, whereas Rock Solid kindly agreed to distribute the video, so Rock Solid distribute the video, so I think it's in uh, pretty much all the skate shops across the UK now, so massive thanks to all the skate shops that, that stopped the video, because obviously, without skate shops, we would be nowhere. Exactly, exactly, and I take it it's all the proper skater-owned skate shops we're talking about, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So if people want a copy, which... You know, I don't want to embarrass you. I know your work's really good, and I think people should get a copy of it because when you mix a good videographer with this caliber of skateboarders, it's 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 a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer that is, that is amazing. It's an absolute. I try, no Brett. I try. Yeah. Well, I've seen your work before, and uh, and yeah, I know it's amazing. I know it's amazing. Uh, obvious question, uh, and I know you've just finished that one. Any more projects in the pipeline? Uh, so I, I think I've, I've, I mean, I've said to 
the guys that are in the video, but probably just work on, I don't know, some sort of edit, maybe work on an edit a year or, or two edits a year or something, just not go too, um, too mental, because I, I mean, I, I don't think that I'll make another full-length video, because I mean, Little Paradise was about two and a half years, maybe a little bit more, and when you think of all the time and effort that you put into a video, and also the fact that you're sitting on those few years of footage, and no one's seeing that footage, um, some people want to release their content sooner to keep things fresh, but um, mm. I think that's the step we're going to take anyway. Nice. Me, pers me personally, it's, it's nice to work on stuff that is quite... Um, quite fast well faster paced than a full length video but equally not just releasing content for content's sake sure sure being selective about it and thinking carefully about yeah. it right yeah absolutely cool James and are you working on other people's stuff at the moment as well or, or can you not say you know I know sometimes they, they've other people like to keep their stuff a bit quiet or whatever I don't know I'm not thinking about anyone in particular but oh so you mean like companies and stuff yeah yeah Oh, no, no, I haven't done for, well, since I started Little Paradise, really. I've, I mean, I've contributed bits and bobs to to other people's work, but I've, no, I've not got any other stuff in the pipeline just yet. I mean, I'd like to, to get back on and do some work, I don't know, with uh, some companies. I was thinking about this the other day, and that it's quite nice to work alongside, a, a, you know, a few filmers or... If I'm contributing to an edit, that kind of thing, it's quite nice to, if, uh, I don't know, it's, it's like a nice mix of content all in one place. And you, just just briefly, you work doing videography as your normal everyday job, is that right? Do I remember that yeah, right? Yeah, right. yeah. So I work for um, a cancer journal, and then I, I'm part of their video department, so we produce uh, interviews with scientists and doctors, and then... Uh, do kind of round up pieces with people's labs and basically like the science that goes behind cancer care or like new treatments that kind of thing. Okay, so which one, <laughs> which which one's the work and which one's the one that you do to relax from work? Uh, I'd say they're both kind of uh, one and the same. Right. Because or in that like they're both the job and they're both. A hobby. I mean, I'm luckily enough to be in a job where um, it's something that I'm really happy to do and passionate about. So, um, but I mean, you're always going to get fed up or tired of, of something that you enjoy doing. It's inevitable. So, I'd, I'd put them both in the same category. Cool. And do you, um, did you just briefly, did you study media or is this something you picked up along the way? Yeah, yeah. So obviously, part of when I when I broke my elbow when I was not when I was a bit younger, um, kind of when I you know picked up the camera and, and studied skate videos from that point, that brought me into uh, kind of like following different filmmakers and then thinking to myself, I should keep going with this because it's something that makes me happy and something that I could see myself doing in the future. So. I carried it on from like GCSE level and kept going with it since. Brilliant. Brilliant. Good work.
good work that man well uh, yeah i mean you know uh, i i think we have an understanding i hope people appreciate that you know it's not just about the cool skateboarders and the cool brands it's also about those people such as yourself who help to who help to who help the rest of the world see what those amazing skateboarders are doing on their skateboard because that's that's you know that that is for all our geekery talkery about styles and aesthetics and this that and the other ultimately what we're doing is saying hey world do you know that this guy's doing this on his skateboard right now and and if it yeah, wasn't yeah. yeah if it wasn't for guys like you uh, and and many other videographers you know we'd have a very insular view of what the world of skateboarding is because it would only be what i see of me and my mates doing around here so um yeah i'm I, i'm really grateful to to people like you that help me expand my knowledge of skateboarding and expand my experience of skateboarding because this this ultimately what that what i'm doing when i watch a skate video yeah i mean when you when you look at all the independent videos and the people that create independent videos across the uk everyone's got their own take on it and you're able to bring a platform to people that aren't necessarily um, in magazines or in big videos and you can see your friends and people that you look up to or people that you don't necessarily know all that well but you really like their skateboarding and you can see them in these independent videos that are produced by people that are on your same level and it's at the end of the day it's uh, far more relatable than a massive you know, uh, I don't know, a girl video, for example. I'd, mm. you'd, I'd much rather watch an independent video than something like that because it's got that sense of, um, yeah, you can just relate to it a lot more. Brilliant, brilliant. James, thank you very much for your for your time this evening. Uh, I, no know, I know you're a busy man, as you just described. You do have a normal job as well, and you've got you've got normal things to do. So uh, I'm very grateful that you've that you've given me this time today. No worries. It's always a pleasure to have you on, James. Cool. Well, uh, yeah, if I make another video, then I'll be back. You're listening to The Skateboarding Show with DJ, what's his, what's his name? Yo, it's your boy Reese from Rush Skate Park. Just to let you all know, we have a Silver Service Jam on the Friday the 24th of uh, February from 6.30 till 10 o'clock. £10 per rider and that's strictly over 30s. We want to see some big tricks, we want to see kickflips, impossibles. That's it from me. Goodbye. Dance breed, dance breed, dance breed, dance breed, dance breed, dance breed.